0: Welcome to the second edition of our SME strategic thinking series as usual. uh, uh, Please fasten your seatbelt as we serve you a cup of coffee while we travel along to a city where our thinking process will be improved through time-tested practices and framework that are very helpful for business leaders, mostly SMEs by the way. Uh, As we mentioned earlier, our motive for starting this series is driven by the constant debt, non survival, and consistent struggle of um, SMEs due to lack of understanding of frameworks and tools, including kits, that shapes and influences how SMEs should think for success. Uh, we also noted that to make a firm decision within the contents of SME and processes involved in it, it is also important to know that every business is shaped by the thought of the leaders there is hardly any successful business that attains such heights without having leaders with the right thinking processes that lead to better thoughts as we always know uh, it's your thinking processes that defines the kind of decisions that you make and the way you act and your behaviors so if you have the wrong thought processes as a business leader you're obviously going to make a lot of mistakes and probably will not be able to start and grow a business so that's one of the reasons why Um, discussing frameworks and toolboxes uh, that are very needful and critical for every SME leader to go through and use uh, to improve their thinking processes is very important Uh, in our previous edition we discussed how market research shapes the thoughts or the thinking process of every SME leaders and in this edition we will focus on the role of data documentation and customer feedback in influencing successful SME thinking patterns and actions. So uh, today, our, our entire process and discussion is around data documentation and also customer feedback. In our previous one, it was basically about the role of market research in shaping how SMEs leaders think. So first, let's start with the concept of what data is. Um, as usual i'm not going to go ahead to begin to talk about this dictionary definition of data uh, academic definition of data and stuff like that but when you hear about data what comes to your mind data is numbers data is number so uh, um when you have one one is a data When you have two two is a data we have one million is data and stuff like that it depends on what you are going to do with that and how you perceive and identify or narrate such data so when we talk about data we're talking about numbers we're talking about the euro. That understanding number data, plays in shaping how an SME person thinks and in shaping how successful an SME can be. And we're going to cite a couple of uh, examples, by the way. So let's start first of all understanding how it shapes how an SME should think in terms of business growth and sustainability within a couple of examples. Let's start with population. Um, when you talk about population, you're talking about people, and when you're talking about people, um one of the characteristics of features used to define people is numbers so if you step into a room and there are five people you can say um, there are five people in this room and that five means data for a business person if you find 100 people you can say fine you have 100 people in this room and that 100 means data for a business person so if you 500 people who doesn't have shoes and they need of shoes it means that for that business for that SME, you have 100 people in that particular room in need of shoes and has data if you have 200 people in need of school bags, it means that you have 200 people in need of school bags within that particular room. But also put in perspective, beyond just identified that they need school bags and shoes, anywhere you find people, you find basic needs. Things like agriculture, produce food, shelter and clothing. It's a basic need that any environment you find yourself, people must need it. So the more the number of persons in that particular environment, the more it means that there are opportunities for businesses and startups that are centered around basic needs. But let's look at it this way let's look at the nigerian population as a case study as that today um august 2020 there are over 200 million people living in nigeria uh that number is data and that indicates that the number of persons in nigeria uh, in demand for food clothing as i talked about earlier um shelter health care and education services at least for these basic needs 200 million people who are in need of this kind of services. So for every startup, and that's also why uh, uh, most foreign investors may be keen about Nigeria and stuff like that. Why? Because they want to invest where the people are. Despite the fact that there are other issues that may also uh remove those kind of thought process that we can think about issues around insecurity security of their money security of their business and stuff like that but whether we like it or no let's just assume that Nigeria is very peaceful and there's no conflict and there's no security problem like you probably could find in places like China uh where there's huge number of people in terms of population that is market so it is the people that defines the market in terms of demand and where there are higher demands that means there's going to also be higher supply so Nigeria has the numbers and has the potential for to drag investors and also for startups in Nigeria to also grow. So, everybody in Nigeria who wants to become a startup need to understand whether you like it or not, you need to understand what numbers means to business and the moment you understand what data or number means to business, it shapes how you think and how you go about your startup and how you think about growth and how you also think about sustainability. But let's also look at it this way. Uh, If you also look at this Nigerian uh, um, population, by the way, uh, let's drag it further. Let's say, uh, let's look at it from the perspective of the dynamics of the Nigerian population in terms of age. 0 to 14 years in terms of people who are within that age range is about 43% of Nigerians. 15 to 64 years is about 53% of Nigerians. 65 years and above is about 3%. So let me give you an example. If I want to start an SME, it will, it will not make any sense to start an SME at the center around people who are within the age of 65 and above in Nigeria. It does not mean that there are no likelihood that such a business will so seed, but it means that the chances that such a business will succeed so is very, very low. It's very, very low, except you have a network or a group of friends who are within that age range that the kind of services that you provide, mostly when it's also luxury product that can provide, they can be able to uh, um, pay for in terms of buying power, or even healthcare services that they can pay for in terms of buying power, but you have them within a certain location that the numbers can be able to give you a kind of turnover that you need to make profits. But the chances is very low. So, they'll almost make any sense for you to go and start a business for those who are within the age of 65 and above in Nigeria because you don't have a good number of them within the country. But if you are starting a business for those who are within the age of, of 0 to 14, and, I, and I'll cite some practical examples. If you are resident in Nigeria, I've visited the Nigeria uh, and spent some time in the last, say, 10 to 15 years, there are some. Dimension and some dynamics would have noticed, especially for those in the south where Western education is highly valued. You will notice that the avalanche of crutch that's education system that are made for those who are in the age of, say, uh, six months and above to somewhere around uh, maybe one year plus. The avalanche of primary and nursery school. Why is this type of SNEs and businesses increasing? It's increasing because there's a population of people within that age who can patronize these businesses. The demand is high. Beyond just that the new demand is there in terms of population, the issue about uh, uh, having a, uh, a worthy and worthy uh, work-life balance that allows parents to and also do their work and have a house and a to take care of their children within the work settings is also an issue. But let's just focus on the issue about data in terms of population. So the population of Nigeria provides opportunity for a higher demand for such kind of businesses. And that's why the number of creches is increasing. That's why the number of primary schools is increasing. That's why the number of secondary schools is increasing. Uh, and Nigeria's public sector in terms of education has no capacity to, to meet this need. And that's why for every, almost every state you go in West in, in, in the southern part of Nigeria, there's almost private schools everywhere, including in warehouses and stuff like that. Why is this happening? Because there's demand. I believe there should be some level of regulations and stuff and policies that drives how this should be done. But our point of view today is about data. So data, Terms of demand higher demand, in terms of number people within this context or in age, is what is driving this business. So every SME needs to understand that. So if you find yourself in a city or any city in Nigeria, uh, it's very important to also consider this factor: what kind of business do you want to start? And do you have the data on your favor to be able to start this kind of business? And by the way, for, for our listeners across Africa. Uh, it's also very important to understand this population dynamics is what is also obtainable in most African countries. Out of 54 African countries uh, 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 we have in the continent, about 52 to 53 of them have the same population dynamics. South Africa has the same population dynamics. The difference is not much. The same thing in Kenya, the same thing in, in Uganda, the same thing in countries like Morocco, Egypt, uh, Tunisia, um, Ghana, and all of them. It is the same dynamics, it is the same dynamics apart from a few countries like Seychelles, and these are countries that don't have other population by the way. So if you look at, okay, let's look at it within this way, for every country in Africa that has a population of 50 million and above, this is actually the dynamics that you obtain. So if you want to do a startup around education, it's very important but also consider the issue of buying power, which is part of the thing we need to talk about in any of our uh, 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 podcasts but the point first of all is, is there a demand yes there's a demand why is it there demand because the population the data says that there's a demand and these are facts these are not stuff that you just discuss and take out of the shelf like that beyond that as well there are other things you need to look at and probably we should also use uh the concept of what we do at employment Shift to cite an example at employment shift if we use uh, yes we're focusing in africa and beyond but if we also use the data in, in nigeria as a case study for instance there are potential people who are going to enter the workforce which is the group we're focusing on zero to 14 years but beyond even potential people we have people who are within the age of 15 to 64 years who are within education proper education and work age who are nigerians and they are part of these 300 million people 53 percent or 200 million people is about it's more than 100 million people living in nigeria and about 29% of these people, this is even that are even before the end of this COVID-19 that have grossly uh, reduced and led to massive unemployment. So look at it this way. 29% of this number are currently unemployed. 23%, about 23% of them is currently underemployed. So put two, two of them together. 29% plus 23% is about 52% of these 100 million people who are either unemployed or underemployed and that's close to 50 million people. So in terms of the kind of product and services we deliver at employment shifts, data shows that we have the markets, we have the customers, we have the clients. So the point of view that we operate from is to say, if there is clients and customers for the kind of product that we are looking at development already developing, what we need to do is to then pay attention to do market research, to look at market segmentation and see what kind of products should we develop that fit into different elements of this population that needs our products. But also understand it is not just the people who are unemployed or unemployed that needs our product or services. Even those who are employed also needs it because they need to be talking about sustainability of their jobs. They need to be talking about growth and stuff like that. So what that means in a broader time that we have about hundred million Nigerians who falls within the kind of people that need our services and products. What does that do to a mindset? It motivates us. It puts us in position that for everything that we do, we understand that there is a market. It may not be selling immediately because there are processes that they also need to go through. But for us, first of all, we understand that there is an existing market. So for every SME that I need to shape their thought process, one of the key things you need to know is that you need data to be able to shape how you think. Because how you think decides whether you are motivated or not. Sometimes you're going to be making mistakes or having failures and other issues around that. But if you sleep and wake up and you discover there's actually a market, it helps you change your thought process to understand. Wow, maybe you have some internal processes we have not put in place. It is not that there are no customers and that shows that there are customers. But it means that probably there are something we are not doing well and that's where what we discussed in our first episode also comes in, the role of market research because market research helps you understand the concept of market segmentation helps you understand the concept of buying power of the people help you understand the dynamics of how they want the product to be delivered to them and so in principle the point we are trying to make is this for every sme to be able to succeed and think properly in terms of making reckon of taking right kind of decision and actions for every business they do understanding the role of data in framing their thought processes is very important but you know it's not just about data so like you we mentioned earlier we're not just discussing data today we're also discussing the role of documentation documentation in shaping how an SME thinks for an SME is to historize these activities, historically mean that you are keeping record of all the things that you are doing from inception or from any point you think that it was very important to begin to document or you wake up to the fact that documentation is very critical for your business as an SME. Documentation of these activities remain critical in understanding the past today and using information to be able to predict the future. Every business growth needs to also consider or every business growth that ever happens is a function of the business in first looking at the past what have they done wrong. And what have they done right and looking at how he has impacted them today and using that decision to be able to predict and define and take actions that shapes and create the kind of future that the sme wants so documentation is very critical for that to happen documentation helps the thinking process of seeing and reviewing how have you fed Having reflection for that business, internal reflection that defines how the business felt. Documentation provides the kind of narratives, the kind of information, the kind of data that is required for that kind of uh, uh, review and reflection to happen. So every SME that wants to succeed also needs to begin to look at the concept of documentation. Um, one of the key things around that in predicting issues around the past today and using information to predict what could or could not work is always a function of documentation. In form of data or narratives, for SME leaders to improve their thinking skills towards business growth, they are need to build effective documentation systems that enable them to keep track of records. For instance, I am having a series of interviews with SMEs uh, uh, of more than 3 years uh, since they started and are both in the eastern Nigeria, and one of the key questions I ask is how many customers or clients they have attended to seeing the extension of their business except for SMEs in the health sector, based on my observation from these interviews. Most of the SMEs uh, and businesses I've interviewed in Eastern Nigeria, for instance, have no such records. So there are no records to show how many clients they have gone through their business, how many clients they have seen, how many customers have bought their product or received their services. Most of them have no such record, apart from the health sector, uh, like when you go to um, an eye doctor or a medical um, hospital or stuff like that, because they keep record of client in terms of case files but for businesses and SMEs that have no need for case files that does not happen I also know that in terms of uh, uh, financial documentation for some businesses that may be happening but the use of that data will, or transiting it from as a financial document to be able to use it to predict uh, what the future may look like and stuff like that it may a scale uh, that is not available within most SMEs that I've seen or I've interacted with mostly in Africa and I think it's a common phenomenon but let's also look at it this way uh it may look simple and um, wished away, but you see keeping such documentation and data and getting it analyzed uh, after three years can help sme make informed business decision for growth diversification and sustainability so it's important to make that happen. and let's ask an example for instance let's say a pharmacy store in a particular street uh say street a uh, in the 10 years of his startup has documented or has a documentation that shows how many drugs uh, uh, type of drugs and the demographics of the customers and client per day, per week, uh, uh, per month and in a year that he has served. Such documentation can be clearly and easily uh, data What do I mean by data It means that you're going to code it and put some level of data to, to show how many per day, how many per month. That gives you number. It's no longer giving you uh, uh, to reach to me speaking English or stuff like that. No, it's giving you read data. We got 10 clients today. Yesterday it was two. Tomorrow, uh, by the time it's gone, uh, we have gotten five and stuff like that. So when you put those number per day, per month, per week and per year, and be able to analyze, it, it shows you periods, timeline that you sell a particular kind of drug to a particular kind of customer, and that shapes your thinking process to further invest and see how you can diversify your business and to what and what should you no longer be doing or selling within your pharmacy So that's just a practical example that I can work with. There are other ways documentation is very strategic for an SME. For instance, in finance, uh, for your cost of labor, sales, and other operational costs, there is a need for such uh, expenditures and incomes to be properly documented. And such documentation is then used to analyze business profits and loss, understand the leakages and growth, and when and at what time is happening, and from what source. So these things are very key and critical tools uh, that you need to have as an SME and the the outcome of this documentation and data is that it helps you shape your thinking process as an SME and they are very strategic when you don't have them in place you probably will be struggling and you will not understand where and how the struggle is coming from what is the difference between you and someone who who is using data and has uh, a documentation system uh, that helps them make better decisions and you. It is because you don't have these processes in place. The moment you have this kind of process in place, it shapes your thought process. It helps you make better decisions. It helps you be able to have the right kind of vision for a business and you walk away. But beyond just data and uh, uh, documentation, one of the key things that we need to also talk about is about customer feedback. Customer feedback is very important. They say uh, uh, your customer is the king and they're always right. You can't always take that away from you. As an SME, your customer is the king and you are the servant of that customer because if there is no customer, there is no business, it is the customer that you sell your product or services to. So regardless of what you think, your customer they say is always right, but how would you know the views and thoughts of your customer if you do not have or accept the idea of customer feedback, if you do not have an established customer feedback system that allows your client and customer to ventilate, ventilate means add their views. Good or bad, they're all very important. It's very important to get uh um, negative feedback, it's very important to get positive feedback because they help you improve or either motivate you. So it's an error to um, always evaluate your product and service only from your own perspectives. The customers who pay for this product need to pay for what they need, not what you think they or feel they need. So the only way for you to ascertain what you think or, or what your customers need is through um, either market research as we talked about earlier, or this customer feedback for every customer that comes to your your, your place um, as an SME or, or demands your services or products. So in many cases, uh, uh, that can mean getting up and using a customer feedback question, uh, sometimes you can decide to design a customer feedback question or form um, each time your customers come or clients come to your your um, office. Or, or shop or whatever you use uh, uh to identify or describe your sme you give them those forms to fill at the end of providing services or them buying that product yes it, it, it doesn't have to be every customer that's testing to you so it has to be randomly done depending on how you want to go about it sometimes you also have to be uh uh, uh not necessarily randomly done but kind of uh conveniently done In terms of identify who you should give or you should not give but i will always advocate to the idea of Doing it randomly, um, so that you get the right kind of feedback because most of the time, when we do we probably do to people who feel that they will give you the right kind of feedback or, or feedback, that so feedback that motivates us. It's not really about feedback that motivates us, it's about feedback that demotivates us because it helps us see where and how uh, we need to improve in our business, which is very important. But in considering uh, the idea of data documentation uh, and customer feedback in shaping how you think and its benefits to SME thought processes, there are some couple of uh, benefits that it comes with. So, one of those benefits is that you helps you understand your customers. So, when you have a customer feedback system in your business, it helps you have to understand your customer better than another person. It helps you have to see what they need that you probably have not thought about. helps you have to see how they feel they should be treated that you probably are not aware It helps you have to understand. How better should you treat and be able to respond to your customer? What kind of product and services do you even need to develop that you're probably not developing? And that's where the idea of diversification comes in. So for instance, if you have a customer feedback system that keeps talking to the father, should you also and so products to what you already do? And the numbers are increasing, which that makes it the kind of data they are looking for. It means that there is an opportunity to diversify so that you don't get stuck. Because we probably don't add those kind of uh, uh, um, needs. Uh, that they are demanding that you add to in terms of develop products and services that may, meet those needs and another person opens somewhere else and begin to do those stuff they may have to leave because most times for a customer to save uh, uh cost of, um, uh, of getting every product that they want to spend their money he probably want to go to one shop and get everything that they need. And that's why I think that most big shops um, end up getting more customers than smaller shops. So, if you walk into uh, mega malls in, in any of the countries in Africa, it's a, it's a common phenomenon in Africa. You're probably going to be buying more than when you walk into a smaller shop. The phenomenon or the thinking around is that within those mega malls, you see almost everything that you want. And sometimes, even things that you don't need, you end up buying it because you have seen it and you're looking at it. So, that's why SMEs need to begin to look at that, and it's very important. The other thing that also uh, data, um, documentation, and customer feedback also helps you there. It helps SMEs see opportunities, and that's part of things we have talked about, and gaps and threats. So it very critical. So beyond just helping you understand your customers, it helps you see opportunities. It helps you see your existing gaps. It also helps you see threats, what are likely threats that you need to deal with. To be able to sustain and grow your business, because when you are able to see it ahead of time through data, through customer feedback and documentation, you address it before it becomes a major problem for you that takes away your business. The top thing he also does for you is that he helps you make informed decisions, and they are all interlinked. They are all interlinked. If you have a framework or toolbox that shapes your top processes in the better direction, you are obviously going to be making uh, better decisions uh, and informed decision for your SME. The other thing you need to think about is I help you set uh, uh, realistic and smart goals. Uh, the idea of setting realistic and smart goals is always going to be based on data and having the right kind of perspective and narratives around you. Data is very critical in setting smart goals. I, I almost can't think of anywhere people set smart goals without not looking at data. Without not looking at data that makes whatever they are going to set very realistic. So data is key. It's very key in that direction. It, it, so it is this when you talk about customer feedback as well. The last thing we probably want to talk about is to create um, the right kind of product and services. Is one thing to create product. It's another thing to create the right kind of product and services. If you, what we mean by that, when you are creating the right kind of product and services, it means you are creating the right kind of product and services that meets the need of your customers. But you can have product and services that are not needed in a particular environment. It does not mean that they are not sellable. But within the environment you find yourself, they are not the right kind of products. So having the right kind of data. And also having customer feedback and doing the right documentation helps you be able to invest in the right kind of product and services so thank you for joining us in today's podcast Uh, for questions and comments or any feedback you want to give to us please write us at info at employmentship.com and we're happy to receive that thank you until you come for the next episode